if I ask you for, for clean underwear, men, I, I'm not trying to get it a month from now. I want that tomorrow <laughs> or today, but <laughs> today. that's very difficult. I Welcome to Woken Pretty, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the juiciest slices of pop culture and the freshest toppings of current events. I'm Mira, an ex-corporate baddie that wants to do good in the world, but can't stop talking. I'm Min, a corporate escapee turned podcast producer with a knowledge of random facts and thoughts on everything. Welcome, friends. Get ready to be swept away on a roller coaster ride through the latest entertainment headlines, celebrity escapades, and the trendiest tidbits lighting up our screens and feeds. Each week, we'll be dishing out our takes on the most buzzworthy happenings, from Hollywood glam to viral internet sensations and everything in between. Whether you're in the midst of your morning routine, stuck in traffic, or just need a laugh to brighten your day, Woke and Pretty is here to serve up a piping hot slice of entertainment goodness. So... Buckle up and brace yourselves, because we're about to mix up the perfect blend of pop culture and current events zest right here on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss a single episode, because with Woken Pretty, the party's just getting started. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Woken Pretty. I'm Mira. I'm Min. And we are here to tell you all of the tea, all of the things, and... Hopefully you agree with us. And if you don't, we want to hear from you. Let us know. Email Hopefully us. Message us. <laughs> message well, us I on mean, Instagram because then we'll know right away and then we'll talk about it on Instagram. Yeah. Well, first of all, last week we talked about the Barbie movie, which I did not oh, see. Oh, yes. I, I finally it. saw it. <laughs> I okay, finally so went. a little tidbit. I heard that Mira had seen it like the next day. I was surprised by your reaction. Why don't you tell us what happened? <laughs> I did fall asleep. <laughs> and before you come at me, it was the middle of the day on a Friday afternoon. It was a 12.50 showing. So it was one o'clock in the middle of the day. I must have seen, I mean, what is the movie? Like two hours? I must have yeah. seen about an hour plus. So I saw most of it. And yeah, it was great. It was cool. I didn't have this earth shattering reaction. And I, at the end, when I woke up, when it was done, um, I was like, did I miss what everyone's talking about? And then it kind of occurred to me why that reaction on Twitter or X and, and TikTok is happening with women and men and the diversity of what they think is acceptable, the patriarchy versus the matriarchy. However, the one thing I will say about the Barbie movie and Margot Robbie did do a phenomenal job. And surprisingly, mm -hmm. I do love Ryan Gosling, but I think he stole the show for me. I really, I, I, I genuinely really? did not expect anything from him for that. But one, the Mickey Mouse Club fan in me from back in the day loved that oh he was God, singing. Hilarious. Yes, and the diversity of the singing. And two, he was so, he's such a good actor. He was so good. He made me want, I believed him as canon. At first I was like, Man, not to be sexist, but people do it to women all the time. So I feel like I'm valid when I say you, MF, you too old for this. Like you can really, but Margo is old too, but older, but they're yeah. both, um, but no, he, he was so good. He stole it for me. He really did. Interesting. Um, I had a, so I think it's perfect casting for Ken. I loved him. As yes. Ken. Um, I guess I just know Ryan Gosling on a different level because I grew up like the next town over from where he grew up. Oh gosh. So he he's really close to home, quote unquote, home for me. Um, so I didn't know him either that he was in the Mickey Mouse Club. I only heard about him later when he was part of Breaker High. Oh, and were at you, that point were you in his age life, group? Were you yeah. like, oh, were you yeah, like- we're not Bible? far apart. He's two years older than I am. How interesting. Um, And he, and- and he has changed drastically as a human. But yeah. when I knew him in his breaker high days and back in like those days, he was up and coming. And because he came from a very small town, when he would come back to said small town, he thought he was like king. But is he not king? He is king. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm going to say he is now. Like he's a much better human now. I mean, Mary Eva Mendez will do that to you. You can't marry Ava Mendez and no, not No, you can't, because she seems very... And the both of them seem very humble now. Um, so, but I did love his casting. I, the only thing I noticed in Brian Gosling in the Barbie movie was that he felt really old. But I said that from the jump. I said, 
I felt like he's a lot older. And even though Margot Robbie is not as young as she looks, kudos to her, there's a lot of pressure for women, especially in Hollywood, to look a certain way. I mean, men, you and I look gorgeous for our age, I will say. Yes, I agreed. Um, obviously genetics, but in Hollywood, they do a lot of things to look a certain way. And I was surprised that he didn't do a little boop boop right over here for that. <laughs> or like right here. Or right here for his little 11, his little, his little line. Yeah. I love that he didn't, and I did. It did. It did occur to me during it that you know what, own it. But I wish that we could do that for women too, because if Margot wasn't perfect, the critics would come at her, and she's playing Barbie, so she had to be perfect. But yet that didn't follow through with Ken. But anyway, all in all, you I still liked see it. it again. The I guess part that you saw. Was, let's also preface by saying, like, I, I know before you guys all come at Mira for falling asleep, like you have a young child at home. The yeah, afternoon on a Friday yes. by yourself at a movie, like I would fall asleep too. <laughs> I was with my little sister and she low-key was pissed at me for falling asleep because she literally turned to me as soon as I woke up and she goes, oh, did you catch the ending? I bet you didn't <laughs> fell asleep at this exact part. And I was like, Rachel, because she was, she's one of those people, she's 24, I think, or going to be 24 this year. And she, maybe 25 this year, something like that, young. And she was all about Barbie and she was all over everything, knowing what was happening. She didn't want to miss a single second of it starting. And we walked into the theater and it had already kind of started. And I was like, great, she didn't miss anything. You missed like two seconds. And she goes, how would you know? And I was like, all right, all right. I see what's happening here. Um, but that's okay. Um, the one thing I will say before we move on about Barbie, I'm all about, Margot Robbie being one of the three women that are boosting the economy right now. This came out this week. Everybody's all about Barbie. It's making bank, all yep. the products, everything. And the other two women up there with her, the thing that people are like going crazy about is Miss Taylor Swift and her tour. Girls yeah. a billionaire. She's making what, like 13 to 14 million a night. Good for yeah. her. That is and worth she's feeding money. local economies. Like there's like exactly. the hotel prices just to see her shows. Yes. And by the way, if Miss Taylor Swift is listening, like I'm trying to get to your heiress tour in Toronto. So <laughs> feel free to hook a girl up. Miss <laughs> Taylor, I did not attempt. <laughs> but if I had a ticket, I would go because I I genuinely same thing with Beyonce. Beyonce's doing the same thing. So it's Beyonce, Tay Tay, and Miss Margot. And I love that because when people are going to their concerts or going to the movie, what are they doing, men? They got the outfits. They're all oh, about, yeah. here's my Barbie outfit. Here's my Taylor outfit. Here's my, my, I my outfit, outfit picked out. People, have you seen I the celebrity outfits it. for Beyonce? Girl. I Okay, so let's hop for a second. But when the Beyonce concert tickets hit, I was I have been dying to see her in concert. I haven't seen her in concert since her Destiny Child days. Oh, wow. Lucky you. So I, yeah. And like, and actually I saw her in concert before she even became, before Destiny's Child became Destiny's Child. Like wow. before anybody knew about them. So now I would love to see her again, but those tickets are astronomical. Like I need to know who, who's affording these? Who, who, so my baby economy? sister, my partner in crime for Barbie movie did go to Beyonce when she came to the New York area and she went alone because she's like, my friends don't make any money and they can't afford it. And my older sister actually went to the Beyonce concert in Florida and she got the ticket for free. So there you go. She okay, got it from a friend who's pregnant that was like, I don't think I can handle it. I'm more I'm more impressed with your baby sister being like my friends are have money and I got my ticket. She says it all the time. She travels with Love me and my that. friends because she's like, y'all are way older. She got the ticket from a friend who was seven months pregnant and was like, I don't think I can handle Beyonce tour, but can you go? And my sister's like, put it up for sale, whatever. Because she's actually, my older sister's not a huge fan. She's not not a fan. She's just whatever. Yeah. And I was like, if you do not go, I will yeah, personally go. murder you. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that happened. So my three, my three ladies boosting economy. Let's get love at it. it. Become love the billionaires that you are. And I'm all about it. I mean, we also on an update. I don't know if you want to do the Hawaii wildfire update. I'll do, I'll do the Hawaii wildfire update. Um, are we going to talk about what do you want to talk about here are we going to talk about how people are getting land stolen from them dude or dude i how upset are like i i am so and oh let's okay listen i think you and i can both agree that we both love oprah a little bit and yes. pave the way for women especially colored women oh yeah in entertainment okay mm -hmm. 
So Miss Oprah, before I, I, I disturb you, um, dude, stop buying a plant. You don't need it. <laughs> and, and Lahina is like right on the ocean. So it's prime real estate. Yeah. She has the inner island land and she's got like a hundred acres or something. Like it's obscene. What do you need? Miss Oprah, honey, what do you need that land is she, for? Is she the one buying up land? No, apparently it's, well, let's be real here. There's two big players in the econ world economy. Black, what is it? It's black something. Black <laughs> Vanguard Stone? and something else. Black Blackstone. That's it. Vanguard and Blackstone. So it's it's private VC investors who are going. Oh, Blackstone down. or Blackrock? Blackrock. That's it. It is some sort of stone rock thing. Um, but they're the one. It's VC investors that are going down there to buy up the land. They are offering. They are telling these people we're offering you prime, like premium premium price. And it's, but it's not premium price. If there was a house on it, it would be worth a lot more. So, but because there's no home on it and these people are desperate, right? This is not, you're not, they're not, they're not covered by insurance. Wildfires aren't, aren't covered by insurance. So anything that they've lost has to be rebuilt. Um, there's GoFundMe's and everything, but really at the end of the day, like these people are destitute and now you're trying to take their land from them. Yep. Um, and then I guess Miss Oprah has been trying to bully her way into where these people have been staying to oh. quote unquote help. And they have stopped her at the door several times. But one day she got through with a camera crew. Well, I don't know what Miss Oprah's doing over there. All I know is she probably took a crew to bring awareness and she's asking for donations from like the Haynes company. She's going to different shelters and asking what they need and trying to get them the things. So I do believe back to our conversation last week, she's one of those people that's trying to use her influence to help. However, somebody has to do kind of help. One of the things she can do I'm is not basically- saying that, But why does it have to be like, what, why do you need the recognition? I'm, I, I really, I have a huge because frustration Oprah, with people. Who yeah, but Oprah filming that man and putting it on air or even on social media gets people to keep talking and to be aware of it. Okay. Okay. Or you're one of the wealthiest women in the world. You have no, this sounds yeah. horrible, but you have no children. Okay. But she, I think she is giving back. I think she is, but I think she's trying to see what the need is and ask them directly. And because one of her videos that I saw was that people from one place said they needed clean underwear. So she used her influence to contact Hanes to get underwear and she's delivering it to them because but she's girl, not she waiting. didn't even need to use her influence to contact Hanes. She could have written a check. She could have, but the check still has to go to buy the Haynes to get it shipped over there. She could write Haynes a check any day. I don't know. However it works, it doesn't matter. But Haynes could have also just thought of it themselves to be like, let me. Oh, they it. also. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, but people don't think about I mean, things. We're saying this. No, people this don't think true. about things until they're asked. Mm -hmm. And I think, look, the wildfires by next week, no one's going to be talking about it. It's moved on. They'll probably just give you an update on the death poll and all that stuff. I and hope that that's not the case. And if anybody is um, listening to the like the wildfire, Hawaii isn't the, isn't the only one that's happening right now. Right, the sea is so on fire that they have now st stated a state of emergency in one area. You can't even visit it. I visited it last summer, uh, two summers ago. It is part of like the BC wineries, so you can go visit BC wineries in that area, and it has some of the best wines in in Canada. Um, and this, it's on fire and people are evacuating homes. That was so sad. Just because I visited, I've actually visited, I mean, I visited Lahaina, but I'm, I visited Kelowna, BC. That's on fire. But also the Northwest Territories of Canada caught on fire, um, which is like the Northern part of Canada, very rural. Yeah. Um, and people are evacuating. The world I feel like is on fire. And I think that like mother nature, dude, she pissed. <laughs> Like she's pissed. <laughs> yeah, bring people back for sure. Yeah, but what she's like, what different? are you guys doing to me? But would it have been different if Oprah took a camera crew to BC to shed light on what's going on there since it's not really talked about here in America? She don't, she don't own it. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. But it's very easy for people to forget about the devastation of Mother Nature after it stops oh, no. being in the news, thinking it's solved. I think back to Hurricane Katrina, which was something that happened in America oh, and Louisiana. When I went for the first time, it was many years later, like a more than a decade later. And there were still parts that are not rebuilt and people don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, it is. But Hawaii could be one of those things, except for the fact that people want that land so much. 
Um, but Oprah, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt because I think maybe she's trying to use her influence to help the people. And if she does buy land from people, that would make me really sad. But also maybe she's giving them more than a fair price compared to the venture capitalist vultures, maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm going to keep my faith in Oprah that she's a good person and she literally has nothing to lose. She has yeah. a home there too. She feels... She does. She feels an affection for these acres of land. Like she has a huge lot on the island. Exactly. So she is in love with these people, just like you were in love with these people. My girlfriend who lived, who wanted to live there was crying hysterically for days because they feel a certain way. So I'm assuming Oprah is trying to just help and use her influence to help as much as possible. But that we'll, we'll see. We'll see okay. what happens. I'm also going to say that Oprah just needs to write a big, fat, ginormous check. It's not going to do anything you, to her. I bet you she did. But the check, people still have to spend it and still have to go to the vendors. If she can go directly and get it shipped, I mean, that saves a lot of time. If I, ask you, if I ask you for, for clean underwear, Min, I, I'm not trying to get it a month from now. I want that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or today. But you know, today. that's very difficult. I agree. But. I agree. Um, so the other thing we talked about was Michael Orr. There's been a lot of things happening with Michael Orr and there's so much. And if you don't know, before we dive deep into the Michael Orr story again, um, people stop coming for Sandra Bullock. (laughs) What does she have to do with any of this? She was just, no, but these people be like, she needs to get her Oscar. Girl, nothing. She's trying to survive right now. Can you imagine losing your husband? Well, it wasn't her husband, her partner. Partner. And then in the midst of all of this, people saying like, she should, what? She didn't do anything. She only heard what we heard. She just had a horrible last few years with him having ALS, taking care of him, having her kids. L- let the woman live, first of all. Let the woman live. Let her breathe. This is nothing and to do with her. I remember like, when she won the Oscar for this, Like, we found out that she was being cheated on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but there are times I'm like, Sandra Bullock can't catch a break. Can't and this break. happens to be one of them. Leave the poor woman alone. Let her grieve. And let her keep her Oscar. She doesn't do anything. Can, I don't even know what that has to do with I don't even know what that has to do with anything. People are crazy about seeing stuff like this. But yes, Michael Orr. A statement's here's, coming out later on today, right? From his Right. From but here's a thing that got me crazy. I mm. thought the conservatorship ended when he was 25. It hasn't ended yet. No. So according to this morning, the lawyers for the Tuies, which is the family mm. that allegedly had the you know, Michael Orr is giving this allegation against, he's saying it's hurtful and absurd, insisting that they gave Orr an equal cut of every penny received from the film and consistently treated him like a son. Also, the Tui's family lawyer said that they would end the conservatorship if that is his wish. Why the F do you still have a conservatorship on someone who doesn't have a disability and he's almost 40 years old? You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes no sense to me. And it says, it goes on to say the lawyer... If that's what he wants to do is terminate it, we're glad to do so. Excuse me. What? Excuse me. Why were you benefiting from this adult male? In general. In general, after all this time, and he didn't know about it. He thought it was an adoption. He didn't know you had a piece of his mind. You know what, Michael Orr? I give you, I give you right. Like you go sue the crap out of him and get your shit with interest because that is so hurtful for him. Like the family that he thought was his family is not the family. I mean, it's just... The fact that they're confirming that he's still under conservatorship makes me makes me feel really angry for him. I'm angry. I'm I'm with you. Extremely angry for him. Anyway, why, he wrote a book. Why? It came out last week. Ooh. I think last week or this. Are week. we gonna be, Are we gonna be reading this book this week and then talking about it next week? Maybe <laughs> I because I don't thing. know if he went into all of this, but you know he found out about the situation in February. Today, this is August, so maybe. Okay, he so can... there's been questions around that too because the brother went on to an interview and said yeah. he's known about this for years, and he's come on family like chats and said, "I want my money." I mean, in more <laughs> words than me saying that. So hold on. He's apparently known this for years. And he has said to the family, give me X number. And I don't know what the number is, but he has said, give me my money. And then I won't bring this public. It is now coming becoming public because he has filed this lawsuit. Wow. So, so apparently he's known this for years. 
but this was his family. This is the people that are supposed to have loved oh, him. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he didn't want to do this. The fact that he did this, he's not trying to get attention. He's just trying to get what's his. And maybe he feels as hurt as he is. Maybe he now feels like it, it can't go on any longer. And I am on Michael Orr's side about this. I don't care if I'm, I'm wrong about how you. I say it. I just think it's completely ridiculous that someone's taken advantage of. Which brings me to our topic today. Miss mm. Britney Spears and her divorce. <gasps> After her conservatorship, and for people who don't know, Britney Spears, where have you been? You're crawling under a rock, like come out from under the rock. She is obviously a pop sensation back in the 90s and 2000s, had a meltdown back in 2007. And honestly, her whole life has been super, super public. So you can't not know who she is. But what the biggest thing about her most recently is that she has been under a conservatorship that's controlled by her father. And when people found out about it and that she couldn't even make decisions like getting married, like having another child, like taking out a certain amount of money, she had an allowance per day. People or even started her rallying. kids. Yeah, like everything was controlled, like every single thing, how yeah. long she left the house for, things like that. And when people found out, they started the Free Britney movement, which you're yeah. probably familiar with. And yeah. then they finally had her in court a couple of years ago, I think, two years ago, maybe. And she broke down and was like, I feel trapped, et cetera, et cetera. And they released her from this conservatorship. And right. so she finally has control <laughs> of her money as she should, whether or not she has yep. a mental illness or not, like it's her money to, but not even full control of her money. Right. Like she, her dad had taken so much by this point. Oh yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. look, at the end of the day, it's, it's about the freedom to choose simple things like who you want to be with, who you want to get married to, if you want another child. being injected into your body, like <sighs> her birth control. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that was, that was my breaking point. I mean, there were so if many. If my mom points. or a dad had a deciding factor on whether, when I can have kids or when I can, what? Wow. Mm-mm. 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 It's just her my body, my choice. <laughs> her life story will forever be a legendary thing. Yeah. far far down the road when she's gone but okay. right after the conservatorship she got married to her longtime boyfriend um uh, his name is sam ashkari or something like that i think he was an actor mm-hmm. no one really knows him it's whatever they were together for six years and they finally um called it quits this past week but here's the thing they've been on social media talking about how great their relationship is as people do as you tend to, I always think the better it looks on online, the worse it is. The horrible it is. The I longer the caption, that. the worse it is. I always, always think that. But he filed for divorce and he wrote this whole thing on social media. But then at the end, he wrote, shit happens. Why even write that, Sam? And also she confirmed it, Someone's right? Someone's petty. Someone is petty, petty. Let me even Let me even get more into it. Then he goes onto <laughs> social media with different disguises saying, hey, which disguise looks better for me to hide from the paparazzi? Like vote on it, basically. He's literally using social media to up his name. Nobody and- even knows you. Exactly. No one, I don't even know how to pronounce your last I'm name, I'm sorry, bro. but this is the same. This is like, literally you'll go down as like one of Britney's husbands. But not even that, to say that you want to hide from paparazzi. Nobody you're, knows you. But yeah, they might be on you right now because you're filing for divorce. I'm sure your relationship wasn't that great, whatever it is. But bro, like, stop. Stop. Yeah. Like, you are exactly what they were trying to protect her from. You're an opportunist, at least from my point of view. No, absolutely. I could be wrong. That's I know exa- he was. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Mr. Opportunity came knocking. Yeah, I'm sure he was good for her. You know, he's super fit. He helped her work out. He kept her sane. He was her rock, especially mm-hmm. during all of this time and and after. And I really genuinely am scared for Brittany after this because I feel like she can't, you know, she had her outs with her sister. Like, who does she have that's going to be her confidant, her person? And it's scary for any person, mental health issue or not, to not have someone that you know 100% got your back with or without your money and your fame. And she yeah. is just so legendary at this point that it's like, it's like Oprah almost where do, do they really want to be your friend Oprah for you? Or do they want to be your friend because you're Oprah? Like, I genuinely feel like Britney's going to have a hard time. And I think that could be her, I guess, undoing, but next undoing, it's really scary. And I'm, it's, I'm so sad for her. It really makes that, me sad. That, that is, a, I mean, that is a really sad thought, right? Because you yes. often wonder. Um, Who's your best friend? 
yeah. can't even be your sister because your sister just tried to take advantage of you. Miss uh, Jamie Lynn, who I watch on Sweet Magnolia. You're not that great. You're a terrible actress. Oh my but, gosh, she's so horrible on that show. Oh, it's so bad. But she's making her money on there. But she had that book where she tried to out Britney during this time. She was also an opportunist. She doesn't even have her sister to depend on. So her yeah. mom's on the outs, her, her sister, her, her entire family. It's her by herself. It's her against the world. She made the money, made their lives, and they need her. Mm-hmm. That's it. They just need her and they resent yeah. that they need her. So little off topic, but on Reddit recently, and this is on BuzzFeed, guys, you can go on BuzzFeed. Uh, there was a girl and she, you know, that that section where it's, am I the a-hole? Yes. Have you read that? God, I love those. Yep. <laughs> BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed literally crafted on this section. Like, I feel like every week it's like half of their content is, am I the a-hole? And they go through something that somebody else posted. Like that's their, all their content, but whatever. I so she, this. so she is, uh, she said, she shared, she lives in a two bedroom apartment with her family, mm-hmm. um, her parents and her sister and her shared a room and her sister ended up getting pregnant, having a baby. And she was 14 or so at the time. So from 14 to 15, she had to come to terms, but she didn't get any attention anymore. The parents didn't really ask her, how was your day, et cetera. And she had to come to terms with, she's not the most important person anymore. It's this baby. So she, when she's home, she helps with the baby. She rushes home from school to take care of the baby with her sister. The parents provide for both of them. So she, right. So she, when she turned 16, she got a job and she had to do 80% of her wages went towards the care of the baby for her sister. She was coarse into it. Like, I mean, you're a teenager and like the family needed it, whatever. Girl applies to college, gets an almost full scholarship, not quite. It's an out-of-state school. And the parents basically said, well, you can't go. Your sister needs you. The baby needs you. And we need you here. And she was like, but am I the a-hole? Because I want to go. And nope. I don't think I should be responsible for my sister's child. And the thing is like, she's obviously not, but the but the emotional manipulation that has happened since she was 14 to this age and to be honest some of the comments were legit they were like if they feel this way you need to change your address your mailing address temporarily so they don't get anything from the school make sure the school knows no one can call except for you because they will try to sabotage your opportunity oh yeah absolutely And I didn't even think of that I didn't even think of that and they were like run 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 for four years do you and then figure it out after like just do you yeah but don't even apologize for it. Like, but, but she obviously feels torn if she's writing and asking for advice from complete strangers. And the thing is like, if okay, you horrible would, question, do we know yeah. if the girl is ethnic? Couldn't tell you. This Couldn't tell so you, but does it matter? Families? Uh, but, no, it doesn't. Regardless, you're right. It doesn't matter. It just happens so much in ethnic families. It's all I can think about. Um, where you're the one that's supposed to take care of. Oh, remember like water for chocolate? <laughs> with a younger sister has on to stay the, take care of the older sister. I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight on like my, my family, but um, my, I was born. And then six months later, my grandfather died. My mom is the oldest of seven children. My grandmother has never worked a day in her life. The day that my grandfather died and they put him in the ground, my grandmother walked up to my mother and said, this is now your responsibility to take care of your siblings and your child this house falls on you. And I remember my mom telling me that story and me thinking, if you ever did that to me, no way. Like I'd run. You know, what's funny about that? You know, what's funny about that story? Completely believable because it happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Yet, If there was a male, they would do that to them, but they would still get everything. And you just have to do the work as the woman. Right. Right. You knew exactly where my head was at. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if I was if I was standing beside this girl, I'd be like, pack some stuff, whatever you can carry in a car. Don't not even a car. Just take a backpack. Just go. Figure it all out once you get there. You don't need anything. I'll leave it all. Even tell them you guys can sell this stuff, and that's the money that you're gonna get. That's it. And girl, just go. Girl, if she could afford emancipation, she should do it. Well, she's almost eighteen, right? Like, at what age do you guys? I don't know, but with colleges, they always want the financials of the parents and stuff for financial aid. If she didn't know anything about that, they probably- But she got a full scholarship. She didn't need- Not a full scholarship. It's a partial- It's it's mostly full. So she still has to pay for some of it. But if she's emancipated or or even if she's not, she could take out loans to cover for it. But if she files as her own and she doesn't have the parents and there's a way that you can legally do it where you don't have their stuff and it's just you and your work study, 
depending on the school, I went to a, a private school and it was small and I had people that actually went out of their way to help me with a lot of things that I didn't know how to. But I think in bigger schools and universities, that's just not the case. Like they kind of like, you're kind of on your own and you have to figure it out. So I hope it works out oh for that gosh. young lady. But that that reminds me of, of all of this. So that's happening in the news on, at least on Reddit, guys. <laughs> well, go check out Reddit and BuzzFeed because apparently Dude, BuzzFeed- You don't need to go to Reddit. Know. Just go to BuzzFeed and yeah, half of their content- BuzzFeed. Is Could you imagine this poor girl like reading all this stuff now too? She's probably getting so much information. There's probably like, she's probably going to call a lawyer one day and be like, so you know that story of BuzzFeed? I have questions. <laughs> Can you help? I'm sure, I'm sure if she called a lawyer at this point, a lawyer would be like, let me help you out. Like take it on as a pro bono. I would hope so. But for a young lady who's been mentally, emotionally manipulated for so many years and you don't want to be a bad daughter, you don't want to not help. But at the same time, you want to do you. The fact that what broke my heart in that is that she said, it took me a year or two to come to terms that they were not going to ask me how my day was. And the baby is the most important thing. Where the F is the dad? Number one. Number two, girl, you had this baby and you came home and you are living at home. As the mom, you are not working because you have to take care of the baby. Why you need her help? If she's helping you some days, why don't you get a job while she's helping you? Mm -hmm. Like, where's the responsibility? Your sister is selfish. The sister actually said to her, according to this article um, and to her thing, was that if the roles were reversed and you had the baby, I would have been there for you and sacrificed for you. And I'm here to say that I call BS because someone as selfish as that, that expected from you will be selfish to the core. No, because her sister should have said, this is an opportunity that you're never going to get back. That's what she should have if said. If you don't take that, it, yep. you will never be able to get this opportunity back. Because sometimes a door opens because you are meant to take that opportunity. So if you don't take it now, you're not going to get it again. But her sister's not that mature. Right. So and I, I her sister would never, I, I, if her I sister couldn't. had that opportunity, she would have peaced out. So if this girl stays and doesn't go to college. She's so upset. It's, girl, if you are listening, we will find a way to help you. Like I will help you. Come live with me. I will help right? you makes me so upset the poor thing I know and to do this all on your own at such a young age and now knowing that you don't have anybody and no like yeah. blood is supposed to be thicker than water sometimes it's not though sometimes your blood is dragging you down like the only path for this girl if she stays and helps her sister is to continue to work her job and give all her money to her family to help but at some point that's not going to be enough she will eventually use a guy or woman whatever she is get into a relationship have another kid have her own kid to escape what's happening at home. Yeah, so. but then you do it for reasons and then it's not the right person, quote unquote, right person. And then you get you into a toxic regrets. cycle. Like, you will oh, have regrets. that for her either, right? But oh. What's All so right, sad is if she goes to college, gets a degree, she could actually have huge earning power to actually contribute more if she chose to. Of course. By the time she and comes back to college, that's how they should be seeing it. Her nephew or niece will be four years old. Like you can be that person. You can help out your family a lot more with a college degree. Anyway, moving on, because we all, we definitely feel a certain way about those things, but yeah. yeah. Let's talk about um, Shark Tank. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I've known about this for a couple of days, or yeah, um, I haven't dove deep into this, so you can kick it off. because. Uh... So basically, Damon John of Shark Tank filed a temporary restraining order many, many months ago. And he finally now has a permanent restraining order against three individuals that were on the show that he is helping out. Now they are a barbecue franchise of some sort or a barbecue business. And they have been, I guess, harassing him and saying that he's not pulling his weight and he's stealing money from them. He's not being completely open about the earnings for their business, et cetera, et cetera. And so he, you know, he's known for his sharp business acumen, his mentorship. He's made people millionaires by mm -hmm. investing in them. But in this case, it, it became a center of media attention. It raised questions about the challenges that business figures faced when dealing with disputes in the public eye. But they are making it public. They, the people that he's supposed to have helped. So somewhere this relationship went sour and it's a it's a couple and their their child their kid i don't know how old the kid is and i forget the name now the point is he finally got his restraining order um because i guess he had given them this was back in 2013 al bubba baker former nfl player 
and his family, they appeared in 2013 and asked for $300,000 for 15% equity. And so that's what he offered. He offered them what they wanted. And I guess they accused him of taking the profit from the restaurant and trying to take over their business. And they didn't like that. Um, but anyway, I guess the dispute was settled back in 2019. And as part of the legal agreement, they're barred from saying anything disparaging on social media or the news media about him or his investments. However, they said that they've been um, in a nightmare working with John, uh, Damon John, and they're saying that even though they gained like 16 million in revenue, the family has earned a little over half a million dollars. So where's the rest of the earnings is what they're saying. So <clears throat> I want to like play devil's advocate for a second. One, when you are pushing out a product, there is a lot of overhead. Like, you yes. know, this as well as anybody, like you want to start a business, do it service-based. Something yep. that like requires your mind and not something that requires a product because products are hard to push out and, and very difficult. Like it takes a lot of capital. So, and I'm not saying that it takes 16 million. So don't come at me. Um, but a lot of that does go into like, like finding new bottles, getting the, like, we're having a Sriracha shortage. Okay. <laughs> And that in and of itself should tell you that like things when you're doing a product take a lot more energy and power and money. Well, one, two, um, why is it coming out now if they reached an agreement and now like, that's my question, because even oh. though, even though they had an agreement, they're now going to social media and basically calling him a thief, a manipulator. And he was like, yeah, you can't say stuff about me. Like I, they're looking, are they looking to get sued? Or are they looking to get the 16 million back? I don't like, know. Either way, you're not going to get either. But the thing this is, is a David and Goliath fight and Goliath is going to win. But the thing is, Damon John is not stupid. He has the no. law on his side. He has lawyers. Yeah. This guy was in the NFL. For, this guy was in the NFL for many, many years on the Detroit Lions and his family. You should have had somebody, you should have hired somebody to look over the books and seeing if something was fishy or where the money's going. If something was fishy, you don't go to social media, sir. What you do is you sue him. You you use legalities just like he would use it and figure out the truth. A judge will figure out the truth. Anyway, the judge ruled with Damon John and basically told him to take down all the social media posts that defamed um, John and his, his venture company. It doesn't matter. It's out there already. It, this doesn't change anything. But would you, if you had a business and Damon John came up to you and was like, man, I'm going to invest in your business. I want to work with you. Would you trust him after this? No, like a part of me wants to, because he was one of the sharks that I actually kind of like. And I, if I were to go into business, um, it would be him. And who's the other one? Uh, not Lori, the older female who was. Oh, Barbara Cochran. Barbara. Yeah. Or um, Mark Cuban too. Mark Cuban it looks like he would be a really good business. Uh, I mean, he would probably piss me off, I think, because we here's the thing about every single one of these sharks, they are all millionaires that want to be even more of a millionaire, maybe even billionaire. They have invested in so many things. Oh, yeah. You, If you handshake on a deal, that's great. But don't just sign anything, no matter how little money you have. Get yourself a lawyer to look through the fine tooth, look through that contract with a fine tooth comb. Because some of those contracts, the reason you didn't mention Kevin, what, whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Wonderful, is because I would trust him because he's putting his cards out there and saying, this is, the, this is not a great deal, but this is the deal I want to do with you. And you know what you're getting. Like the yeah, others, he, and he says that often. It, he does it. say that often, yeah. But the thing is, Darren, he's not hiding what he's going to do, and I, I respect that more than somebody who no. would hide it. I'm not saying Damon did. I don't know anything about these guys personally. Their persona of how they can come across as honest is just that. It's what they present. But you, as a responsibility to your brand and to your business dealings, you have to be smart. We are in this age where don't be stupid. Get a lawyer. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. And why did you go straight to social media? You sound like a six-year-old who like is throwing a tantrum. I'm sorry. I don't care if anybody doesn't like that, but like you sound like a six-year-old who's throwing a tantrum. The fact yeah. that you went straight to social media to disparage a man, um, you may not have liked it, but you did this in the completely wrong way. Yep. And if it was settled, why are we going out? I don't understand. I need to know. Why are you coming out now? If it was settled, why now? Why? Well, the settlement, 
uh, who knows what the settlement was, but but part of the settlement was they would bar from saying anything disparaging on social media or the news about him and his company. But yet they did that. Mm-hmm. So whatever the settlement is, it's not saying that he was wrong. He hasn't Damon John, but what it could possibly be, because I didn't look at the settlement, so I can't read it to you. I don't know. I don't care enough to do it. I will not do it. But maybe he settled with them and sold back their company or bought back their company. Maybe he just was like, they're just bad people to do business with. Maybe they didn't take his advice or don't want to listen. I mean, some people are not pleasures to work with. So mm-hmm. maybe he just didn't want to continue his relationship with them and was like, fine, I'll settle this with you. Let's settle this legally. And he did just like a businessman would do. And right. they're being trifling. So I don't know whose side are you on in this? I'm going to say Damon, just because he knows how to handle his business. But yeah, yeah, a little. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I feel like it's Damon's. Also, you just. Like, this is not a battle that I would have gotten into. Like, as a businesswoman, this is not a battle I would have gotten into. Well, I think Um, maybe Damon John felt the same way. And that's why he was like, yeah, pass. Let's settle and move on so I can focus on my other hundreds of companies that I work with. Just saying. It's just... I'm I'm more surprised that he hasn't done a countersue. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. And and I will say, like, you should... Like, uh, to this family, like you went up around uh, up against the wrong dog like you don't have a fight here dude damon's got millions and billions of dollars this nfl guy probably has millions lawyers. too but he has a lot more leeway i mean he's going to protect himself and it's not going to take yeah. this one david and goliath right it's not going to take this one thing to bring him down Mm-mm. for 16 no. million dollars he probably sneezes at 16 million dollars let's be real oh yeah yeah he you probably laughed to, about it he was like oh that was it to, okay cool you think he's trying to steal like your, he would probably be like, all right, here's 2 million. You good? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, sir. Yeah. Um, um, and and then I hate to say this, but if the family broke, is it going to out to him right now? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, their $660,000 that they got was probably just their income not including profit share. Like who knows how much the investment needed and how much was done. Like, I don't know. But they're I still a the business, books. right? Like they're still in business. No, I don't think so. I think that's what the settlement was about. So the sauce has been sold to somebody else, I'm guessing, or, or David has taken full ownership, of the sauce, whatever that looks like. Like I said, I do not know what the, what the settlement. Well then what, what oh, like, this is why you get legal counsel. <laughs> exactly my point. And as an NFL linebacker for all those years, he should know better. Can we just say it? Like, there's just some people who shouldn't be in business. <laughs> listen, that's why you get I'm a shark to help you. And you should listen to everything they say if you trust them. Right. Oh. Um, but there's oh, also right. something called ego. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to breaking news in mm. Pakistan. There is an urgent rescue effort underway right now um, to get six children and two adults that are trapped in a chairlift. 900 feet above the mountains and so the reason they were on this chairlift this is as of this morning it's still being worked on they were traveling to school this is how they get to school and when you're in those regions you don't have another choice you're going from one place to the other than going on your journey to just to get educated and they reach this location there's a helicopter that's trying to ensure that there's enough space to carry them apparently there's a lot of medical issues now that they've been up there for so long um the students are aged 10 to 15 years. They gave them some drinking water. Some of them are, you know, having nausea, uh, heart issues because they've been up so high for so long. And apparently the cable snapped on the chairlift. So yeah, they need to be rescued pretty, pretty quickly, but it's, it's taking some time. Um, there was a special services officer that was lowered from the helicopter to, to try to help. And, it basically this chairlift, the community, it connects two communities. Um, and I guess the prime minister finally said, oh, if a chairlift isn't up to code, you should stop it. That should have happened before, but okay. Um, because some of them are dilapidated, non-compliant. Yeah, why are we waiting so long for this to, because they're in Pakistan and people don't care. Until yeah. And there's not, happening. yeah. And there's not enough. There's yeah. really like the the company or the company, the country is, is there's not yeah. enough money to go around. Um, and now it's media, it's, it's international media attention because I'm in America, you're in Canada, we're talking about it. 
Mm-hmm. So now they're going to have, he has to, he, he or she has to do something like that. But these children live in remote mountainous parts of this region and they count on these cable cars to get to school. Otherwise they don't go to school. They don't get educated. And it really, the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, I'm from a third world country yep. and education is so important where I'm from yep, and same. people, I will never forget back in the day, like people were so poor. And they would always, the parents would always scrape enough money to get the outfits for school to make mm-hmm. sure their kids were in school, even though they had like nothing to eat. And my mom included, because my yep. dad didn't really contribute much. <clears throat> and there would be people who you have to have shoes, you have to have your clothing outfit, you have to have your supplies. And it was yep. hard for some people. Um, and this is this is still going on. And it's just so sad because there was something that I saw on TV a couple months ago. Um, it was probably like the Science Channel or something like that. And it was these young kids and they go on this boat and I forget what region they're from in South South America, but they lived in the jungle and they had to go through this really dangerous five mile canoe journey, snakes, all the things. The older sister was eight years old and she's the one that had to take care of the little brother and little sister. And they all had their parts on the boat. But if that boat capsized or an animal got to them, that's a wrap. Done. And then when yeah. she got out of the canoe, there she had to pull it through, and then her journey still continued another mile to get to the school just to be educated. And I think about yeah. that, and it really freaking pisses me off that in our countries, kids are oh I'm sick, I don't want to go, I want to just stay. like there's so oh, education is so taken for granted in the yes. first world countries. I yes. am so with you, and I didn't recognize how much. I myself even so I came to Canada when I was five um and before I came to Canada I remember the days when so education like where you're from is unless you have money you're not going unless you're a wealthy family so my mom I didn't grow up wealthy like I can't I was born in the slums my mom worked three jobs to keep me to put me in in school and like that was only like basically kindergarten um and she's like and even for like the time that you were in school for an hour of that time you were napping (laughs) she was like I paid for you to go to the place so you could learn and nap and she's like and I did it because I wanted you to get a good education I was in Thailand it was all I could afford but she scraped together money um and I didn't recognize how hard and I remember like going to that school as a child, but I didn't recognize how hard it was and how much I took education for granted until I went back to Thailand as an adult. And I saw my aunt struggling to put their children yep. in school and um, um, and how much the, these kids, like my cousin, who at the time was only 13, got didn't even get on a school bus. She got on a, like a, it was a truck, basically, the a, covered truck it costs pennies in our our currency to get on on the truck and she would get on the truck and then hop on the sky train because the sky train was safer for her and there now was a sky train hop on the sky train and it took my cousin an hour and a half to get to school every day mm-hmm. and that didn't include like uniform tuition none of that stuff I used to j- literally walk out my front door <laughs> like hop on a school bus yep. <laughs> like it's go to school here. it's very yeah. easy for us so easy we take education so for granted in the first world so yep. much because you we don't have know what to it's go like. no matter what and for yeah. some kids in this country and your country and the first world countries it is a safe haven for them for yep. some kids for some kids it's where they get their meal for the day yeah they, it's where they can escape their home life Mm-hmm. And not to reveal a lot, but I do know someone who they used to go to school because that was where they felt safest yep. and they felt unsafe when they would say something about what's going on at home and they would get in more trouble or it wasn't taken as seriously. And they yeah. felt like these people who they trusted let them down when it wasn't the people, it was the system. Yep. But school can be an escape mm-hmm. for people. Just the reason I brought this story up, obviously, I hope those kids end up being safe. Those mm-hmm. adults that are with them, I hope they're rescued and I'm glad they're being rescued or hopefully yeah. it doesn't snap even more and yeah. a tragedy happens. But guys, they, they take a freaking chairlift from the top of a mountain down. Like you have to pay for that. <laughs> you have to pay for that and you have to put your child on there without you. Like, yeah, we just go and catch a school bus. Yeah. So, and you and you don't think twice, right? Like you have a no. young one who's going to start school soon. Like you're not going to think twice about him getting to school safe and sound every morning. No, no, it's like it's a privilege. So taken, yeah, 
the privilege. But you don't recognize how much of a privilege it is until you know yeah. about the other kids in this, I want, this place. I want my child to have a similar experience to you. And I say this all the time as he gets older, I want to take him to the communities that I grew up in. Um, and I want him to see that all these kids don't have the toys that you have. These kids, dude, my sister used to read and reread and reread this one book that she owned. She taught herself to read this one book. I'm not even shocked by this because yeah. Yeah. One book. My child has hundreds of books. To be fair, he does read and he tries. He's trying to learn to read. He's three. And I'm I'm proud of it. I'm happy that he's trying. But like you have a choice and I, I marvel at his choices at night. He's yeah. like, well, I don't want that one. I want this one. I'm like, how fortunate. Like, yeah. Yeah. I read come Dick and Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm totally with you. Um, And it is, it is very like my, I took my kids back when they were older. I think my daughter was, I want to say she was 12 or 13 when we, when we went back Um, when they were older. And at the time when my aunts had just um adopted a baby um, and they're well off in Thailand well off in Thailand they had just adopted a baby and in my luggage I brought this little girl I say baby but she was really four I bought this little girl a Barbie that I get actual Barbie from Canada because she asked me for one she's like auntie please please can I have a Barbie from Canada and I was like yeah okay I'll bring you one I haven't seen a little girl cry like burst into tears and my daughter leaned over and she was like but mom it's just a Barbie I was like to you 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 had thousands was of that them. girl's you pointed to one and I would buy one do you have any idea what this means to this little girl? The world. Yeah. She like, and to this day, like my aunt sends me pictures of her holding it. And it looks like it's like in mint condition. It took her four days to take it out of the box. Aww. She was so happy. So yeah. like, yeah. So yeah, it's really just taken for granted. Kids in the third world, in the first world. And, and this isn't to say that you guys don't struggle because you really do. But it is a very different world when you take them back to it. It's And it's humbling. Like my kids came back from that trip being like, wow, we didn't realize how much you didn't. Like they watched me struggle because they were young, but the, it was nowhere near the struggle. Like, like my aunts, yeah. my cousins have, have now. Yeah. yeah. It's good for, it's good for kids to put things in perspective and to have those experiences. And I fully intend to have those experiences with him because I think my love for elderly and my respect for the elderly came from the fact that I volunteered in a nursing home when I was 12 years old. Yeah, like that was something that was taught to me respect your elders but I didn't understand it until I had to work with them just mm -hmm. growing up knowing the the sacrifices that people made for me I never let it go unknown that I wasn't taking advantage of an opportunity but not yeah. everyone's like mm -hmm. that so anyway California tell me what's going it. on you're talking about the hurricanes the hurricane uh yeah let's just end it on uh, on a quick I hope that Cal the people of California are okay like it um, that hurricane looked really bad coming in and hitting mainland, but forget the hurricane. <laughs> Did California just decide that she was going to like give up <laughs> the hurricane and then during the hurricane, they had an earthquake. <laughs> what? Dude. And the wildfires that's been happening up in the Napa Valley, Sonoma. Yeah, like, man, like uh, California, are you know. okay? Are you okay? We are, I just are feel you okay? like, I just feel like. There were no fatalities reported from the hurricane. I don't even know if the hurricane, not, not to be mean, was as bad as other hurricanes that I've seen in the U.S. However, it's um, record-breaking rainfall, and and they needed the rain. So they were probably grateful for the rain, um, but, but maybe not so flooded, much right, right now. What was that? So I've never been to California, so I don't oh, know, really? but some of it flooded, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like some of the cars were kind of like halfway flood. Like I said, I've seen worse, mm -hmm. <laughs> like on TV anyway, not in person, but there were rock, rock and mudslides and it's the rain. I, I've been to California many times for work and people that I know that live there, they always talk about the drought that's been ongoing for all these years. There is um, a river that actually got the, the, the water in the river was so low and that's where they get their water from. People were paid by the government to get rid of their grass and to put on like the dry, sustainable type of lawn. Right. So they wouldn't use water for it like many years ago. And it just hasn't really recouped. So I think the waterfall is really good, but they're not used to it. And there's been a, obviously a lot of devastation that's happening, but no one's dead. 
which is great. That's good. Okay. And it's heavy rain in the Los Angeles um, surrounding counties area, the Southern California area, I would say. And they say it's life-threatening floods. I don't know. <laughs> there are evacuation orders. I'm laughing because it's just kind of like, compared to some of the other hurricanes that I've seen, I don't, I feel like they were kind of prepared. Like they were told to evacuate in the areas. They were kind of warned. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were mudslides, like I said, there's flooding in Baja and the Southern parts and, and that definitely sucks, but people were told to evacuate. So it's mother nature taking out her, her ire on us, you know, fire is in flood. What's next? Hail? I don't know. Listen, we got the hail up here. Don't worry. You do? Well, I mean, we don't, it's not like today, but like, if you saw videos of what happened over the last couple of weeks, there were big, like golf ball, hail ball, hail like, and I happened to have been out in BC during this time that was happening in Ontario. And I remember like texting, texting my girlfriend and my kids being like, Hey, um, can somebody go out and check on my car? <laughs> like, Wait, is it okay? And they get really that big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They I've get never, like golf ball size. I've never I've seen, seen bigger. I've seen bigger. Oh my God. I've never in my entire life seen that. So I hope I don't ever see that. But yeah, California's. California is getting it rough right now. Hawaii got it rough. California is getting it rough. Not as bad, you know, not as devastating as Hawaii, but. Well, I'm also really surprised because it's not really a path for, um, like hurricanes don't usually go up to California. It's usually Florida who gets constantly, like I'm constantly hearing about Florida getting hit by tropical storms. That's why I think I'm kind of immune. I mean, most of my family lives in Florida and I hear about Uh, them. I hear them all the time. So that's why I'm like, I feel You're bad. Like, how me. bad was it? This is this is the kind of stuff that I like we up here when this is horrible. I, I know that Texas, you couldn't afford the cold weather, but when we were hearing how cold it was, when Canadians were like, Well, how bad? Like it's not that cold. Yeah, it's not that cold for us. <laughs> but it's not even about it being cold. The Texans weren't prepared for it. Their roads, their tires, their no, crops they weren't prepared were... for anything. Their homes, like we they didn't you guys didn't have the same level or standard levels that we have up here, right? So yeah, yeah. Texas is hot as F. So they no, they were not prepared. But no. I also felt the same way being in New York. I'm like, what? But then I, you know, having the plants die off like their crops and like that's their livelihood like I get that like I, yeah. I get that's like your whole your whole year there they weren't prepared for any of that so I do understand but at the same time <laughs> I remember specifically thinking something about Texas which people will come at me for so maybe I shouldn't say but I'm gonna say it there was something that happened before all of those things happened in Texas I think it was last year or a year before and they did not care about it there was something that happened in New York and I was like, just like y'all didn't care about what was happening in New York. I do not care about you right now, Texas. Like I genuinely <laughs> felt that way. And now I wish I remembered what it was. It was something that was really like, it made me feel a certain way. And I was like, I normally would care and donate, but like, no, it yeah, was something I- that happened in New York. And I, I, for the life of me, I couldn't remember. That's so That's funny. funny. I, don't, I don't really blame you. I mean, we get that up here. Quebecers don't really care about Ontario people or even the rest of the world, the rest of the country. Whereas like we're told we need to care about Quebec. And I'm like, I try you yeah. guys, but you guys throw tantrums all the time and I can't, I can't deal yeah. with the, yeah. I mean, I think it was something like they were the one, one of the states that didn't want to deal with us or like, we're like, oh, they're taking a stand. And I was like, so when there's devastation here, you don't care. But when there's devastation for you, you want our money. Right. No. And I felt that I, I felt bad that I felt that, but I was like, man, my money could be served somewhere else. Fair, you'll, survive. Fair. you'll survive, Texas. Keep your abortion ban and your whole whatever. You'll survive. <laughs> well, this was an interesting week of highlights and and news. Yes. Um, we're going to keep uh, up to date with the Michael Orr story because the family is giving a full statement today, later yep. on today. And this recording is happening probably, and the drop of this episode will probably happen long before that. Um statement is released so stay tuned in our instagram stories and um posts we'll probably keep up to date with that um california and hawaii stay safe um and don't don't buy a land in hawaii right now don't do it in in a place don't go to hawaii guys don't go to california right now and stay away from bc Kelowna right now 
you can't get in anyways. They they basically called state of emergency. It's so sad. Oh wow. Um and and let's hope this Damon um John story like just kind of yeah. Let's hope it's the end of it for him. I hope that yeah. I hope it moves on. Like that's so petty. Yeah. So it petty. is. It is very petty. Um yeah. Yeah, but thank, thank you for you. listening. Follow yeah. us at Woke Pretty Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And of course, mm-hmm. hit the follow button here and subscribe to the podcast. And of course, leave us a review yeah. and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until yeah. next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. And that's a wrap on another captivating episode of Woke and Pretty. We hope you had just as much fun as we did diving into the depths of pop culture and current events. Remember, you're the heartbeat of our podcast. Your support, your comments, and your enthusiasm keeps us fired up and ready to bring you more pop culture goodness each week. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a moment of action. We'd love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and even your own pop culture discoveries. Connect with us on social media at Woken Pretty Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We're always thrilled to chat with fellow pop culture enthusiasts. Until next time, keep riding those pop culture waves, stay in the know with current events, and most importantly, keep embracing your woke and pretty self. Thanks for joining us on this wild ride. And remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. So until we meet again, keep Keep spreading spreading the the woke woke and pretty vibes. vibes.